Hello and welcome to the Enjoy Church podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope this message empowers, equips, and helps you become everything God has called you to be. Enjoy the message. So here we are. This is our 25th Christmas at Enjoy Church. 25 years. Can you believe that? 25 years as a church. It's crazy. 25 years have gone like that. And the truth is, over the last 25 years, we have seen the goodness and the glory of God. How many of you have experienced that at Enjoy Church? You have seen the goodness. You have seen the glory. We've all seen it. You know, a lot of the time, you know, the the way we work is simply this. We just continue to turn up and God uses who God uses. That's how it works, isn't it? Some people are like, uh, they talk about what we've done. We haven't done anything other than turn up. You haven't done anything other than turn up. We turn up week in, week out in faith, believing that God is here and God is here. And because we continue to turn up, He pours out His goodness. He pours out His love. He pours out His mercy. And we all get the benefit, uh, get the benefit from it. We've seen God move in individuals. Give me a wave. You're an individual that's had God move in your life here in the last 25 years. <laughs> yeah, praise God. All of us, most of us in here. Uh, we've seen God move in uh, individuals, in couples, families, congregations and communities. We've seen God be true to His Word. How many of you know God will always be true to His Word? People aren't necessarily always true to their Word. But God, everyone say, but God. But God, but God is always true to His Word, no doubt about it. We've seen God be true to His Word in season and out of season. We've seen the goodness of God in good times and in challenging times, in sunny times and in rainy times, in the best of times and in the worst of times. We've never seen the righteous forsaken, amen? Where, where are the righteous in the house today? Okay, we we have not seen, we have never seen the righteous forsaken. We've seen God continue to praise God, be faithful to His covenant and to the household of faith. We have seen the goodness of God. So in this festive season, everyone say festive season. (laughs) I sounded like Sylvester the cat. (laughs) Praise God. In this festive season that comes around each year, my question for you today is not, what do you want for Christmas? How many of you have already got what you want for Christmas? My question to you today is what would you bring Christ the King for Christmas? What would you bring Christ the King? I'm not asking what do you want this Christmas, but rather what would you bring Christ the King for Christmas? It's always interesting selecting gifts for those we love. How many of you find gift selecting easy? I don't find it easy at all. As in, particularly in regards to people who are older and more advanced in years. Uh, uh, how many of you know it's, it's not always easy to find the right gift? Because what do you bring or what do you buy or give to someone who appears to have everything already? What do you get for them? When the Magi came from the East and brought what they thought was appropriate, what was costly, and what they thought a newly born king would need. Uh, we, see, we see here, it gets very, very interesting. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, it says, They entered the house where the child and his mother Mary were, and they fell face down before him and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chest. What did they open? Their treasure chest. Makes perfect sense. And gave him gifts of gold, frankincense. How many of you love frankincense? Praise God. We put it on all the time at home. How many, of you, how many of you actually know what frankincense is? It's costly. Praise God. All right. Gold, frankincense. How many of you love gold? 
All the girls are like, oh, yes, please. In a ring would be lovely. Praise God. All right. So gold, frankincense, and myrrh, this is what they did. They brought, they opened their treasure chest and they presented their gold, their gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But when it was time to leave, they went home another way because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, I said last Saturday night, if you were here at Carol's last Saturday night, you would have heard me say that I would have made a lousy, lousy, a terrible wise man, wise man. I would not made, uh, have made a good wise man. But then I read this passage of Scripture here and I realised maybe I actually have more in common with these guys than I realised. Maybe we all have more in common with these guys than we actually realise. Because when the Magi, the wise men, approached Jesus to celebrate his birth, whose birth? His birth. All right, so they're coming to Jesus to celebrate him. And when they came and they approached him, they opened their treasure chest and gave him gifts, obviously, from what they treasured. Makes perfect sense, doesn't it? They are bringing their treasure chest and from their treasure chest, they're presenting what they treasure. Kids, where are all the kids in the house today? Give me a wave if you're a kid. Praise God, jump on your seat if you're allowed to. If your parents let you, hop on the seat. Hop on your seat, kids. Jump on your seat. Give me a wave. Yes, look at you. We see you, kids. We see you. Woo! Look at you guys out there. Look at you girls out there. You guys are awesome. Okay, I want to speak to the kids. Where are the kids? Give me a big wave, kid. All right. Here, I'm going to let you in on a secret. How many of you want to know a secret? All right. You ready? You ready? All right. Here's a secret for all the kids in the house today. All right. I'll let you in. Here we go. When you are buying a gift for your parents, how many of you parents think that's a good idea? All right, kids, listen now. When you are buying a gift for your parents, when you are buying a gift for your brother or for your sister or for your friends, can I encourage you today, don't just go buy what you want. Your mum may not want another soccer ball. You know what I'm saying? All right, your mum may not want a hockey stick or a fishing rod or whatever else it may be. Now, some of you are like, are you speaking to my husband now? That's right, no, I wasn't. All right, but kids, I want to say to you today, don't just go buy what you like. But try and find out the desire of the heart of the one that you're buying the gift for. Amen. Kids, give it up for the kids. Praise God. Some of you know the story. I've used it many, many times because it's, it's just one that I've got. When, when I bought Georgie a bread maker, praise God. How many of you love bread makers? Oh my Lord, bread makers are the greatest thing in the world. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Remember that. All right. All right, so, so remember it. But, but here's the thing, jo Georgie said, she said it. It came out of her mouth. She said, she said, I would love a bread maker. I heard her say it. So 10 years later, 10 years. Now, some of you are like, that's a decade. Don't get technical. All right, 10 years later, I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to get Georgie for Christmas? And I got to tell you, I could smell the bread. You know, anyone know what I'm talking about? It's like, you just start thinking about a bread maker. How many of you love the smell of bread being baked? Oh my Lord. How many of you just go into the bakery and just steal a, sni a sniff? You know what I mean? You just, you just walk into the bakery and, and just walk out. Keep you going for a week. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just get in there. Get it into the nostrils. Get it all the way. It just makes you happy, doesn't it? So I'm thinking about what I want to get Georgie. She said she wanted a bread maker. 
So I'm walking up and down those aisles and I can smell the bread. Like in, the, in Kmart or wherever it was that we went. It's like, there's no, there's, and you couldn't smell anything. In my imagination, I could. Uh, in my imagination, I could, I could, I could taste the butter as it, as it melted into the bread. Uh, the cheese that got put on it and they're starting to melt in. And the ham that gets put on and the turkey that gets put on it. Oh my Lord. How many of you know what I'm talking about? All right. So I bought Georgia a bread maker and she made me take it back. I used to think that giving and receiving of gifts work like this. I give you the gift that I want, then you give it back. I thought that's what giving and receiving was all about. I give it, you give it back, I receive it, everyone gets, praise God, you know what I'm saying? Then we all get to eat bread together. How many of you know it doesn't happen like that? Kids, don't be buying presents that you want for yourself. But you, you try to work out what does the individual, I'm trying to gift, I want a gift, what do they want? And everybody said... Amen. We get that. That's how it works. So if we're going to now try and work out what, do we, what are we going to bring to the king? If we're thinking about Jesus and the fact that we want to gift him this year, what is it that we're going to bring to a king who actually has everything? How many of you know he actually, he's got it all? There's nothing that you can buy. There's nothing you can purchase. There's nothing. There's, uh, you can bring the gold and you can bring the frankincense and you can bring the myrrh. And, and it's like, yeah, praise God for all that. But what do you bring a king who doesn't need anything and has everything? Well, as with the others that we're trying to gift in this season, we want to find out what would the king like? What would the king desire? Not what would you like. Not what you would desire, but you're looking to gift the king. So what would it be that Jesus would want? The one who has everything, he's in need of nothing, but what do you bring him? So how do we know what the king would want? Simply by looking into his word. How many of you know his word is the Bible? How many of you still believe the Bible? Praise God, half of you do. We're on our way. As in, I'm a Bible believer, old-fashioned Bible believer. When, when, when we stop believing the Bible, I'd encourage you, just leave it all behind. Just go play cricket or something. Go play cricket. Go, go do whatever. Because without the Bible being the foundation of truth, they don't even know we don't actually have anything. I'm a Bible believer. I will always believe the Bible. So when I want to know what Jesus wants for Christmas, I'm going to go to the Bible because I can see what He desires from the Word. To know His Word, because how many of you know He is the Word made flesh? So to know the Word is to know who He is. So for all those who desire to know what Jesus the King would want from you this Christmas, I simply want to, I just want to bring three things in no particular order today that would be on Jesus' wish list if He had one for us to bring. All right, here we go. You ready for the first one? How many, how many of you want to bring something that's going to be notable? How many, how many of you know next year, 2023, is the year of legacy at Enjoy Church? All right. How many of you want to set your life, your children, your future up to leave it a legacy that actually matters and counts in eternity? I do. All right. This is going to help you. Here we go. Point number one. The first thing that Jesus wants for Christmas in 2022, getting ready for 2023, is my heart. Everyone say, my heart. Turn to your neighbour and say, your heart. Now turn to the other neighbour, the one you don't like as much as the first one, and say, your heart. Some of you are like, that's cheeky. Yes, it is. Jesus wants my heart for Christmas. Jesus wants your heart for Christmas. He doesn't need our silver or gold or cows or chickens or eggs or bread makers. He wants our hearts. 
In 2 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 9, it says, The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to Him. How many of you have got a heart? How many of you are heartless? How many of you have got a heart? Where's your heart today? What's your heart doing today? The eyes of the Lord, searching the whole earth, looking for two things, just two things. He's looking, searching, searching all the time, searching for those He may strengthen. As you get ready for 2023, how many of you want the strength of God? How many of you want the fire of God? How many of you want the power of God? How many of you want the goodness of God? How many of you want God? As in, when it comes to strengthening, you know what? God just fill me. Fill me, Lord. I need all that you've got for me. Friends, I want to encourage you. Two things are going on. He's searching as his eyes are ranging over the whole earth. He's searching to strengthen. But he's not just looking to search. He's not just searching to strengthen anybody. There's some bad news for you. I feel like the Christmas was a Grinch. Oh, I hate that guy. I feel like it, but that's the bad news. There is good news. The bad news, he's not looking for anyone. He's not just searching for anyone. We live in a world where, where it's like, well, if I've started to be the Christmas Grinch, I'll just keep going, eh? How many of you know, it's not all good news for everyone all the time. As in, I love our kids. Our kids are in a school system that's very interesting these days where everybody gets to be a winner all the time. You, get a, you hop in a race, everybody wins. What's the point of racing? I may as well just wag. No, not really, kids, not really. I may as well just pick up my, pick up my trophy on the way home. As in, how many of you know that is not life? That is not real. As in, I don't like that system because it doesn't actually teach our children anything. If you want, if you want, a, uh, if you want reward, you've got to get into the race. The Bible teaches us very clearly that everybody runs, but not everybody gets the prize. Everybody runs in a race. That's what Scripture says. Everybody, everybody in the race. Everyone's racing, but not everyone's going to get the prize. But those who apply themselves are going to get the prize. Kids, apply yourself. Men and women of God, children of God, can I encourage you today? Apply yourself and give your heart to God. You know, He's not just looking to to strengthen anyone and everyone. Neither is He looking to strengthen the perfect. Praise God, there's no one perfect that enjoy church. If you're perfect, can I encourage you? Uh, You probably should leave now because we will disappoint you real quickly. Because you'd be the only perfect person in the room. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, we are not perfect. He is perfect. And because He is perfect, we are being made perfect. But we're not there yet. He's not just looking to strengthen the perfect or the beautiful like Pastor Mick or the well-adjusted or the influential. No, the eyes of the Lord are searching the whole world to strengthen those hearts who are fully committed to Him. Fully committed to Him. God is on the prowl. On the prowl. That's how we get our kicks. Uh, so from 50, sorry. It went back too far there. But I don't even know God is all the time. He's searching, searching because He wants to strengthen. Whose hearts are fully committed to God? I want to strengthen that heart. 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 All right. Point number two. Here we go. You ready? Great thing is I've only got 17 points today. Praise God. No, you already told you got three. Here we go. Point number two. God wants my obedience. Everyone say, my obedience. 
Turn to the person beside you and say, your obedience. <laughs> how, how, many of you, how many of you are obedient? How many of you are working at it? How many of you think your neighbor that you just spoke to is working at it? How many of you are we're all working at it? We're all working at it. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. But Samuel replied, What is more pleasing to the Lord? Burnt offerings and sacrifices or your obedience to his voice? Or your obedience? Obedience is far better than sacrifice. Listening to him is much better than offering the fat of rams. So we can give and praise God and thank you to everybody who does. And we can serve and praise God and thank you for everybody who does. And we can sacrifice and thank you and praise God for everybody who does. But friends, can I tell you, from God's point of view, that's not where it's at. In totality, it's part of our worship, absolutely. But not where it's at in totality. What pleases the Lord, how many of you want to know what pleases the Lord? What pleases the Lord, what pleases God is our simple obedience. I saw my brother over there, he's got a Nike t-shirt on. And it's like the Nike, you get the Nike tick. If you want the tick of approval from God, just do it. Just do it. Amen. Praise God. It just came out. If you want God's tick of approval, just do it. You say, just do what? What was the last thing God said to you? Have you done it? Hallelujah. Welcome to church. Have you done it? You're like, done what? I just asked you. What was the last thing God said to you? Did you do it? Yes. Good job. Yes. I like your t-shirt. It says out of control. Yes, you are. Praise God. I like that kid. Got a remote control on the front of your shirt. Out of control. Praise God. Yes. What was the last thing God said to you? Have you done it? Well, I'm going to get around to it. I know, but he said it like 17 years ago. It's about time we got around to it. So we give and we serve and we sacrifice, but we don't do what he says. He doesn't want all that without. What pleases the Lord is obedience. And everybody said, just do it. All right. Point number three. Are you ready? He wants my love. He wants my love. Turn to the person beside you and say, your love. Everyone say, my love. Turn to the other person and say, your love. Praise God. We could write a song right here. It could be a love story. All right. My love. As the worship team come. In Matthew chapter 22, verse 37, Jesus replied. All right, get ready for it. Are you ready? Here we go. Love the Lord your God. What should we do? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. We're going to love, we're going to love our neighbours, the people we do life with, our family, our friends, our neighbours, our next door neighbours and work colleagues. We're going to love, love your neighbour as yourself. All the law of the prophets hang on, these two commandments. Is there a worship team at Enjoy Church? Have they left the building? I don't know. I'm not too sure. It's like, hello, is anybody out there? 
They are coming. I can be so subtle, eh? Oh, yes, praise God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I think they were out there on the ginger beer. Ginger beer and chips. Bit early, isn't it, Pat? Praise God, all right. Bit early, but it's all good. It's all good. We're in church. Hallelujah. I love those guys. This is easy. How many of you have worked out Christianity is easy? Easy as two commandments. Love the Lord your God with everything. Love your neighbour with everything. How many of you would agree it's easy? (laughs) Easy. It sounds so easy. Oh my Lord. You know what, this is what I've had to work out. To do this, I've got to die. And I've got to know the one who did die, who came, was born, but then died. I've got to die to myself to love the Lord my God with everything and to love my neighbour as myself. I've got to die. The only way I can live a life that is pleasing to God is to die to my old self. I, I can't. I can't continue to rule and reign and have God rule and reign. I, 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 I can't continue to live in this place where there's diversity, where I'm divided in my heart, in my spirit, in my soul. It looks so easy. It's just 37, 38, 39, 40. Four verses and we can please God for the rest of our life. <clears throat> easy, but it's not. We need God's help. We need God's empowerment. We need God's love to be at work within us. I say it's easy, it's only four verses, but we all know it's really not easy. And this is why most people actually don't commit to such a lifestyle. It's not easy. But because of Jesus and what Jesus has done, the impossible becomes possible. What's that? I've got no idea. Praise God. The impossible becomes possible. Just like that. I, I, I love the fact that He's asking me to do something impossible, which I can't do. I'm going to, at this point in time, ask you all to break open your communions. And I think most, there'll be a communion package on your seat. If you need one, just raise your hand. Someone's going to bring one out. Hosts, if you could help us out here, that'd be awesome. There's a few hands going up. It's Christmas time. Great time to sing a Christmas carol. You don't want me to do that though. Well, maybe you do. It's funny, isn't it? It's like, what I love about Christmas is if you have a revelation of Christ, if you have, we, we need, we've got some hands up down here as well, guys. If we can, thank you. If you have a revelation of Christ, then there's probably a whole lot of joy in your heart, a whole lot of happiness, less striving when it comes to giving God your heart, giving God your obedience and giving God your love. Because you've stepped into a relationship which enables you to give your heart freely to the one who saved you, 
to walk in obedience, not out of law, but out of love. It's very interesting, isn't it? It, the The way I set this up in the message is that heart would be given, love would round it out, and obedience is the middle of the sandwich of what we would bring God for Christmas, the Lord for Christmas. I've got nothing else to give God. I don't, I don't have anything to give God other than my life. Starts with my heart, is completed with my love. And then I walk in the middle in obedience, not out of law, not out of religious duty. I just do it because I do it now, because my heart is His and my love is His. And I just walk in obedience. I don't have to be told all the time what is right and wrong. Because His law is written on my heart. Because He loves me enough. And I'm just trying to listen in and lean in and say, God, speak to me. The thing I love about this is, as I prepare my heart and give my heart to Jesus afresh this year, as we come to Christmas time, looking to 2023, and I say, Lord, I I want to give You my heart. I want to walk in obedience. I want to give You my love. You know what happens? I'm then positioned to partake. See, partaking of this without believing does you no good at all. But when you partake of this from a heart of belief, how many of you know this is empowered to do in your life all that it's meant to do? I I love the fact that this is a covenant relationship. What I have is a covenant relationship. There's promises all the way around the Word of God that you might enter into, but you have to give Him your heart. You have to give Him your love and as a result, walk in obedience. And when you're doing that and you partake and you make mistakes, like we all make mistakes and we ask the Lord to forgive us, I'm talking about a mistake. I'm not talking about just, no, 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 no. Now that I know Him, I love Him because He's got my heart. I walk in obedience. And then when I do make a mistake, I can come back. I can drink and partake. I can eat and partake. I eat healing into my body. I drink away my sin. Drink it. Belief. My sins are washed away. I partake of this. Healing comes into my body. I'm going to ask us all if we can stand to our feet right here, right now. We're going to sing that song in a minute. You know what song I want to sing? I want to sing the third song. I don't even know the name of it. You are. That's the one. Thank you. We're going to sing this song in a minute. But before we sing this song, we're going to partake. Christmas time. Celebrating the birth of a king. At his birth, I wasn't there. I'm older than I used to be, but I'm not that old. wasn't there. I've got nothing to offer him as a child, as a baby. But as a Lord, as a Saviour, as the King, the King of glory, seated beside the Father in heavenly places, I have one thing I can give, just one thing. That's my life. He's not asking from me what He hasn't already given me. He gave His life for me. And He gave His life 
for you. So we partake today. I pray that we would just realise, recognise, remember that as we partake, we're stepping into the covenant relationship which was set apart for the ages that we might enter into, that we might have healing in our body. If you need healing today, give me a wave. If you need healing in your body today, Lord, I pray healing, 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 healing into every man, into every woman right here, right now. As we partake, Lord God, we remember, we remember, Lord God, all that you have done. We remember, Lord God, Lord, the fact that you went to the cross. Yes, you were born in them. Yes, you were born, Lord God, Lord, in that manger, in that house, Lord God. You were born in a place, Lord God, that wasn't really worthy of a king. But you came, Lord God, to lay down your life. That's the only reason you came, to be an example to us and to lay down your life that whoever would believe in you wouldn't perish but would have eternal life. So today, we lift our eyes and we lift our hearts and we lift our hands to you. And I pray, Lord God, that you would heal my brothers and sisters even as they partake, Lord, of communion today. Let your healing power flow into their body today. Lord, I pray, Lord God, as we partake of this communion wine, this communion juice, Lord, it represents, Lord God, your blood that was shed for us. It was shed, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins. I pray, Lord God, as we stand in this place today, you would forgive us, Lord God. Forgive us of our sin, Lord God. Forgive us, Lord God, of our choices, Lord God, where we've disobeyed your word. Lord, I pray, Lord God, forgive us of our sin. Heal our bodies in Jesus' wonderful name. Why don't we partake? Why don't we partake? Thank you, Father.